Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, it's time for the Hollywood Life Podcast. And I am here with my co-star, co-star, and co-anchor, Allie Stagnita today. Hi, Allie. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited for our guest today because he's an old family friend of mine um, who I used to truly call when I was like five years old and was so excited to talk to. (laughs) My first celebrity interview, I guess I would say. (laughs) Well, we have to hear more about that. Yes. But uh, we better not keep our listeners uh, waiting so that they can find out who this this infamous person is. So yeah. everybody, let's welcome Tom Felicia. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, Allie. I can't believe this is so hilarious. I love it. I it's love so it. so funny. Too. Oh, my God. It's true. We actually, so um, Allie's grandpa, uh, grandparents are my parents best friends and I've known her grandparents pretty much my whole like as far as I can remember and um and they're amazing and her grandmother is doing really well battling uh cancer and I think she's she's in remission and she's doing really well and it's really exciting and we were just talking about it yesterday when we were having lunch overlooking Skinny Atlas Lake at the country club it was really fun and I just got back to New York now um, to my city, uh, I was up at the lake for the weekend, and uh, just back to the city, and I'm back now for my niece's um, high school graduation, and also to go to work. I have to go to work. I have to go to the office after this. <laughs> yes, uh, that is so cool that you guys know each other in yeah. such a, like a personal way, and that Allie, that you've known Tom since you were five. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Well, I remember. I remember when you were like, so it was like right in the heyday of queer eye. And I, she was really young. I mean, she was a little, little peanut. And, um, and she was really excited to like talk to me and ask me questions. And, and um, yeah, it was really funny. I remember. It's so funny. I can't believe that you're old enough. I can't believe the fact that you're old enough to interview me as an adult means that I'm old AF. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And I mean, I bet, Allie, that you watched every episode of Queer Eye. I did, and I I am so excited that there <laughs> is a reunion happening yes. um, this Thursday on E! Another yep. you know, 9 o'clock Eastern um, road trip reunion, road trip reunion. And it was hilarious because it was kind of instigated by Jay's birthday. Yes. Oh, that's right. It's, it, it's, isn't it his big 4-0? Well, so yeah, so the interesting thing is here I am like talking to Allie who was like three when, when we were on television, <laughs> which is hilarious. But um, Jay, we used to joke with Jay about being sort of the, our little brother because he was he was about pretty much 10 years younger than us and all of us. And so, 
you know, we kind of, I definitely treated him like a little brother and like duct taped him to every chair and like, you know, just like total like brother, you know, shenanigans. And so, um, you know, we always sort of joked about him being our little brother and definitely treated him that way. So now that he was, he was turning 40 and we all felt like it was our obligation and we also wanted to do it, <laughs> but yeah. we wanted, we felt responsible as older brothers to go and sort of make sure that he had a proper uh, big 4-0 sort of celebration from his, you know, his queer eye brothers. And, um, and also we, I wanted to haze him a little bit because that's always one of my favorite things to do to him. And, um, and also it was a fun way to sort of, it's always great for us to reconnect, you know, and we usually do like, I just got a text yesterday from Kyan who was at an art gallery opening and bumped into my, uh, my aunt um, Gloria and um, and so he had a photograph with my mom's sister and it was really it's really great photo and um, so you know there's all these like little reunions that we have like we get together like when we're one of us is in New York or whatever I live in New York Carson lives in New York so we see each other a lot but Kyan's in Florida and Jay is in LA and Ted is in Brooklyn and we see Ted as uh, we see Ted from time to time as well so it's like really nice that we're able to do that but you know, we're, we're, it's very rare that we're more than two or three of us together at a time. So it was really fun for us all to be back together. And um, Ted wasn't able to fly, or you know, chose not to fly at the time. So um, he did it remotely, which was hilarious and fun. And I kind of helped him out because he had a lot to do, as I did, as we always did, by the way, in the old days. Like I always had, like you know, like to like you know. So I kind of redid sort of the, the environment the outdoor environment to kind of get it ready for for the for the event which is hilarious and then um i also it's kind of helping ted out with his vision of what he wanted to do and um and of course carson kind of got him ready and um wow we saw some things that jay's been wearing and it was i would say alarming <laughs> yes, we, we, we heard we thought that there was some makeover involved yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It sounds kind of tragic that we had to make over one of our own, but I wouldn't say it was intervention, but I think it was a good idea. <laughs> Did he just like let himself go? What happened? No, no, actually, oh my God, he's in perfect physical shape. No, no, he's like, he works out every day. I mean, he looks great, but, um, and I think, you know, it was a little bit of, it was a little bit of him playing it up, of course, but yeah, but, um, you know, he was trying to scare Carson with like the craziest clothes I've ever seen in my life. And um, I was like, I hope that you went out and bought these at a costume store, but to scare Carson. But, um, but yeah, I, I think he was just totally, you know, playing with Carson, but, um, but it was fun. It was great. And, you know, he's, he is turning the big four zero, And so we thought it would be, um, you know, it would be fitting for us to, uh, you know, sort of surprise him with a little bit of a sort of a surprise party, you know, and yeah, what, like, what was one of the most alarming things he was wearing since you brought that up? A lot of mesh, a lot of mesh yeah. items. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah. I've, that was never part of my staple in my wardrobe. Um, even when Carson was, uh, was our stylist in the early days of Queer Eye, before we had that scenario fixed. Because when Carson was dressing up the first two years of Queer Eye, I used to call it fashion sabotage because I thought he was trying to make I was like begging him to please not have to wear certain things. And he would tell me that I was too conservative. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, he would say jokingly, but I think, I mean, I am not the most, fa- I am not the most fashion forward person. I don't know if you could tell by this really sort of outrageous look that I have going today. But, um, but yeah, so it was hilarious. And, um, but Jay had a lot of, there was a lot of see-through mesh items. And I think they were hopefully to scare Carson more than anything, but um, Carson was just trying to give him a few pointers to sort of bring him into the next sort of uh, chapter, uh, as it were, of his life. <laughs> How was it everyone being back together again? You know, like even just like first step on set and, and just like coming together as, as well, I have to say a couple of things. One is being together on set for us is always probably the most hilarious and yet the most terrifying thing because we all are mic'd and we're all saying the most outlandish things. So, you know, the the bloopers from that, which I think some of them are actually on my Instagram. So you yeah, can go to my I Tom saw, Felicia. I saw them on your Instagram. They're pretty Yeah, you can go to the Tom Felicia yeah. uh, Instagram and you can see... Uh, some of the bloopers, they are hilarious, um, but the one, those are not all of them, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that, uh, yeah, there's probably more that will surface and hopefully they're selective with them because <laughs> I mean, when we get together, we're usually a little outrageous. So it's fun, but it's also scary because we're all mic'd. Um, but it's also really great because we all go back to like literally being sort of, I guess, anywhere from mid twenties to mid thirties in our age, um, behaving that way, which for me hasn't really, it's not a huge stretch. (laughs) What do you think? Like there was so, there's been so much magic about this show, Queer Eye. Like what, what do you think that magic is? Like what, why do you think that it became such a hit and so many people related to it? Um, I would say that um, what really, was great about uh, Queer Eye back in the day was that, you know, it, it was, it was first of all, we had no idea what the potential was for it to be as a show. We, you know, we, we thought we were making a fun, cute little show for a network that nobody really knew much about. And, um, and we thought that would be a really fun experience and we wanted to have fun doing it and that was it. So I think it really exceeded all of our expectations of what a, a t- little TV show like that could become. And also there was kind of this perfect storm of what was going on in the world at that point. You know, there was things in media were changing in terms of, you know, people playing gay characters or actually gay people on television being recognized as gay people. And I think we were probably the first to do that. And um, also gay marriage was happening and there were just a lot of things. It was just kind of a perfect storm. But I think what really made the magic for us was that we were... um, we didn't really, you know, we were very natural. It was very, you know, it was just, you know, five of us representing, you know, ourselves and who we were. We were different enough, but similar enough to kind of have this great energy. We were, you know, having fun with this straight guy. And there was this kind of bond where we were working together. And I think that that was revolutionary and a new thing for people to see. So that relationship and that dynamic made it really, you know, appealing to a vast, you know, amount of people of in a diverse amount of people. So it was really, really, really incredible. And, um, and I think our audience were mothers and fathers and kids, boys, girls, you know, uh, 
grand, you know, grandparents, aunts and uncles, and they were all coming together and they were watching the show and they were loving it and laughing and having fun. And some were seeing it through the eyes of the straight guys. Some were seeing it through the eyes of the gay guys. Some were identifying with Jay. One of us, some were identifying with me or Carson or Connie or Ted. And so it gave everybody this kind of interesting journey and it showed them that, you know, I think the overall arching kind of thing that was magic about it was it was kind of the first message of like different is can be good. You know, like difference doesn't, something being different is not necessarily bad. And I think, I think that's what we really kind of brought sort of to the forefront. And not only can it be good, but it can also be instrumental and helpful and also like bringing difference together and working as a team is something that is really important. And I think, I mean, I think today it's even, it's still a great message, you know, bringing different ideas together, socially, politically, environmentally, uh, all of these things and, um, and, 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 and coming up with ways to move forward as, as a team, as opposed to as sort of, you know, in, separately. So I think, I think it still has a very strong message, maybe even more important today than back then for different reasons, you know, but um, I think that was kind of the, the magic of it. And also I think we were just having so much fun that it was contagious and we had a really great sort of mix, you know, which I think we all complimented each other. We were different enough, but we were similar enough and we were having fun. And, um, and I think people enjoyed that enthusiasm. Do you recall before the show went on air because there hadn't been really much like yes. you hesitant or nervous and even just nervous to put your life out there um, for the public to kind of see? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it was definitely a conversation that was happening. You know, we were, we were, um, you know, as, as it, we were kind of, you know, in the beginning, we were, we were shooting for three or four months before it was, you know, before we even saw a cut. And then we saw the cut and we were like, this is really fun. And then the network said they liked it. And then it was tested and people were like, we really like it. And then, I mean, I, you know, my, my father who's here was at the premiere with my brother and my sister-in-law. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, and it was one of those things where, you know, you were not, you know, I was out to my family, but I wasn't really out to the world. I mean, I think I was, I thought I was, I was certainly not trying to hold it back, but, but it is, a, it was a different moment. And it was one of those times where you were like, okay, well, this is definitely like, you know, this is a statement, let's say <laughs> you're making a statement. And, um, and I thought, you know what I said, I, you know, we, we kind of talked about it and I thought, why not? Like what, I mean, it's not like something that I'm not, although it was a big step, it was, I was, I just kind of felt like, I felt like I was comfortable with it. And I, you know, I, I talked to my family about it and said, how do you feel about it? And everyone was supportive and said, you know what, you know, you, you do you and, you know, and, um, and if you think this is a good thing, do it, like have fun with it. And so, um, and I think that that's, you know, I think that's, you know, that's commonplace, more commonplace, like more, more typical than it used to be. And hopefully continuing to become more and more and more and more. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was a little scary. I was worried about my career. I was worried, like, how will this affect my career? If this is, you know, if, if people don't understand this or take it the right way. So it was, yeah, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a very, you know, it was a little bit of a risk, but I, you know, I didn't, 
to me, I guess I'm, you know, for me, taking a risk is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, there, you know there's, no, there's no risk. There's generally very little glory. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you know, I think you, you just, you also you said something really interesting that it was in some ways, you know, it was so groundbreaking and it was, I mean, you're, you're talking like 15 years ago. It, it, yes, it was a, a different time. It was before gay marriage was legal, but now yes, it's legal and there's so much more acceptance. But on the other hand, we're seeing so much pushback right now, like um, and anti-trans laws and, and pushback to gay couples being able to adopt children. Right. Do you feel like we genuinely have made progress? Um, yes, hold on one sec. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, so yes, I, you know, I think, I, I do think that there's a lot of progress that still needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I think that the, um, I think what happened, what, what got us to this point, you know, I think has been incredible. And I think as more progress happens, um, I think that it, um, it, it, uh, sorry, hold on one second. What's going on there? <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. One of my dogs is going crazy. I, I really knew it had to do with a dog. <laughs> yes, I have one. My, I have, I have my one dog is like fighting with another dog over a toy, and then I have my father's trying to sort it out with the two of them. So I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, what's going on over there? <laughs> it's like you need another intervention. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, so um, I, um, I would say, you know, I think there's a lot of progress made. There's a lot of progress that still needs to be made, and I think that, I think. You know, I think that, you know, some people are very excited about the progress. I'm sure some people are, you know, concerned about it for a variety of reasons. And, you know, hopefully everyone will work together like we were talking about and start to understand how a lot of this, a lot of what's happening is, I think, really good. I think the progress is great. And I think that um, supporting the progress uh, is important and, and also keeping that dialogue going in communicating with people that maybe don't understand it or maybe are not, you know, in an alignment and having that conversation uh, just starts to really help things move forward. And I think that's what we did really well back in the day was that we started the conversation, you know, it's very easy for people to have different points of view and stay isolated. And those points of view get stronger and stronger and stronger um, when you're kind of talking amongst yourself uh, with your with people that sort of think the same way, but when you when you sit at a table, a round table, and you have a group of people that have different opinions but are willing to communicate and willing to sort of listen to each other, I think that's when progress happens. 
things. You know, that's whether, whether you're talking about business, social, family, environmental, whatever we're talking about, that's the process. And so my hope is that, you know, I, I think it's important for different points of view to come together. And I think it's important for people to be tolerant of different points of view and be willing to hear, um, hear the other side and, you know, kind of, you know, connect. And, you know, to, to agree to disagree is a, is, a, is a totally legitimate thing. And I think sometimes, you know, different opinions help us keep each other in check. And, 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 and I think that, you know, that's great, even in a relationship, in a marriage, in a, in a, in a friendship, in a business relationship, um, you know, and sometimes you think you're, you know, what you're thinking is correct. And then someone kind of walks you through a few different options and you realize maybe that wasn't the best idea or what that wasn't the way to think about it. So I, you know, my hope is, is that I, I think wherever we go in the world, whatever new challenge that we're presented with, there's always going to be opposition. There's always going to be people that have different points of view, but we have to, you know, we have to learn how to like, you know, it's like, that's why they say when, when, when you're in kindergarten, they say plays well with others. <laughs> that's part of your, your grade, you know? And so, and it doesn't mean that you have to, you play well with others that may not be your best friends or that you may not even agree with, you know, on the jungle gym or on the swing set, but you learn how to, you know, you learn how to sort of, cohabitate and, you know, and work together and make it work. So I think that that's really how I see where we are right now. And, and once we get through this set of, you know, sort of hurdles and, and things, I think there'll be new ones ahead of us. And I think that um, that's what I, my takeaway has been in terms of business, television life, you know, being a part of all of these different, you know, all of these different sort of things. So it's, uh, yeah. That's my advice. <laughs> you, have you watched the new Queer Eye? Because just a lot of things yeah. that you said as well, like kind of reminded me a little bit of how they will go to these like kind of rural places where they yeah. truly do not, you know, agree with, right. you know, the LGBT. Right, sort of what's what, yeah, right, that point of view. Well, so our job, you know, our job back in the day was to sort of basically open up the dialogue and, we were, we were, you know, we were going from city to city, right. you know, kind of, you know, New York City, and we were in Dallas, we were in Los Angeles, we were in, you know, we were in London, we were, you know, we, we were hitting cities, and we were generally going, you know, in and around cities. And because that was still a conversation that needed to happen, mm -hmm. sort of at that level. Yeah, I think, I think urban areas are, I think there's, a, a, there's, you know, there's more of that overlap today. It's just sort of part of, sort of urban for where the urban lifestyles come to even suburban at that point um at this point but i think they're going to places that are a little bit more sort of off the beaten path and they're having the same conversation in a new way in a way that's relevant with the way that of the things and the issues today i don't think it's as much about hair gel um and things like that you know i think men have discovered grooming products you know so the conversation is a little different. And I think it's a little bit deeper actually, because um, because the issues that are out there, I think people are talking not only more, but they're, they're, they're going more in depth, you know? So I think that's an interesting change and a new part of what they're doing. And I think that, you know, we're all, uh, I think we're all, um, you know, we're all a part of, uh, it, it all sort of works hand in hand. And I think what they're doing is great. And, um, and I think that, you know, it definitely, 
you know, that, that has a new spin on the same concept, you know, and it's just sort of making it relevant to sort of what's, you know, what, what's happening today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, you've just come back from North Carolina. You were there for yes. a very famous uh, furniture and like home furniture yeah. show called High Point. Yes. Um, you've got, well, first of all, I guess it wasn't held last year. This is like... Well, so so High Point, just for people that don't know what it is, it's, it's kind of the largest furniture market in the U.S. It happens twice a year. Um, I have a... So I have a few different companies. One of my companies is Tom Felicia Incorporated, which is an interior design firm. We do both commercial and residential. We work all over the U.S. and outside of the U.S. I was actually just in Florida for um, a project... Uh, that I just got back after High Point. I went there for a couple of days to check on, uh, we're doing a couple of projects in Florida right now. And I was now tomorrow going uh, to a project in Connecticut. Um, I was just this weekend up at a project in upstate New York. Uh, I was going to a project in Montana that we're finishing right now. So, and, you know, in New York City and we, we work, you know, all over and we do residential and commercial. That's Tom Felicia Incorporated. Then I have Tom Felicia Home Collection, which we do furniture, uh, case goods, uh, rugs, which we just launched at High Point, uh, textiles, uh, bedding, um, wall coverings, um, uh, curtain hardware, we're starting lighting. So we have all different categories within our license programs. And then I have a showroom company called Sedgwick and Brattle, which is named after the street I grew up, the corner I grew up on. And um, I have a showroom in New York City. Um, and I have one in, in High Point and we're looking to sort of move these showrooms around the country. And, um, and then of course I have a media company where I do things on television or books or um, a variety of different things like that. And so, um, you know, so that's, yeah. So the High Point thing happens twice a year and I'm, you know, always getting, we, we just finished it. We installed it. We showed it for a week. Um, and I have a team that works just on, product and the showrooms and all of that stuff. And I work very closely with them. And I also work very closely with all my, my designers and project managers on all of our various projects we're working on. So um, yeah, so that's kind of what, that's, uh, that's kind of how I've been, you know, keeping myself out of trouble. <laughs> You've been busy. You've been busy. Very busy. Spreading your, your designs and, and, making people's places look fabulous. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I've been, you know, I studied design in college and I have a degree in interior design and I worked for big firms in New York, well-known designers um, in New York. And, um, and I, um, and then I opened my own company about 25 years ago. And so I had my company all during Queer Eye and, you know, ever since. So I've been you know, kind of doing both for a long time. So it's been, it's been quite a, quite a journey to be able to do television and do, uh, you know, private design projects, you know, for private clients and commercial projects and hotels and things, and then also be able to do product and kind of do it all. So I've really had to, I, I, you know, I'm very, as you know, you guys have dealt with Laura to kind of set all this up. She's amazing. And you know, there's, there's a whole group that, that I work with. There's about 20, 18 to 20 of us that kind of helped me make all of this happen. And I work very closely on every project. So it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, yeah. Are you finding that because of COVID and people having to be in their homes, you know, way more than ever that 
design, like even for people who aren't thinking about it so much has become even more important. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, look, you know, during COVID, I think, you know, we've all discovered that our homes, whether it's an apartment or a house, wherever you're living, you know, I think our homes have become not only our sanctuary and our safety zone, you know, where everyone kind of, you know, we all had to sort of create that sort of bubble. And, and it was not only our safety zone, but it's where we worked, it's where we played, it's where we were teaching, learning, um, doing business, it's where it was our gym, it was our escape, it was all of those things. So I think people really have, you know, I think, you know, at, an a, in a ta- at a time where the world, everything was about going out and having all of these amazing experiences, you know, for, a, for really more than a year now, it's been about really being at home and sort of, you know, being with that sort of that tighter group and that bubble and, you know, and sort of being safe and, and doing what you need to do to keep moving forward. So I think the home really became, it represented so much more. And I think people looked around and thought, Hey, you know, I want this to be the best it can be because if it's going to be the thing that is sort of my home, quite literally my home base, they want that to be, um, you know, they want that to be what they want it to be. And I get that. And I think that, so it's really put a new emphasis on home. And, you know, I think it's also design. I mean, I think, you know, whether it's hotel brands or restaurants or bars or, or entertainment venues, you know, all of these things are now looking at how to keep people safe, how to keep people um, feel, wanting to come out and participate, but also making sure that they feel like there's a level of safety, there's a level of you know, you want to make people feel good, even at a time where a lot of people are vaccinated. I think there's still this kind of, we're all thinking about, you know, travel, you know, you want, you think about how close you're sitting next to somebody. You think about, you know, was this packaged? Where, where is this coming from? So we're all thinking about those things. And I think we will for, you know, for about, you know, for some, for some time now, but. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And because of that, I think, you know, design is going to be a big part of making people feel safe and good, whether it's in a restaurant, a hotel, or in their home. So I think, yeah, so design has really become part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it has been so great to catch up with you and thank you everything that you're doing. And I think everybody is going to look forward to going down memory lane, yes, union road trip um, <laughs> with the queer eye guys. Yeah, and that is going to be June seventeenth at nine p.m. on E, and so we will all have on E. Yes, at nine o'clock Eastern, and yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to see the blue, if you want to see the bloopers, you can go to uh, Tom Fleet Instagram, T H O M F I L I C I A, and. Um, and I think you can, yeah, they're on there. I'll make sure that, that they maybe Laura repost those so that 
we can, uh, they're really funny actually. They are funny. And I think they're quite edited. So there's probably more to come. <laughs> well, and we'll, we'll have to let you and Allie and all your family all catch yeah. up. Yeah. Yes, I would love that. That's great. And by the way, my two dogs, I don't know if you can hear them, like trying to escape out of a bedroom and my dad's trying to keep them over there. And I was like, ah, and he was about to let them out. I was like, no, no, no. So we would have seen <laughs> They will ruin everything. <laughs> amazing also guys thank you so much for tuning in make sure you leave us a little review five stars on our podcast because we love uh to give you all of your favorite guests like mr felicia here <laughs> love it Allie. we have to go out for drinks i'm, I'm, I'm really excited about right that now i'm chatting you my number in here okay good and I'll, and I'll send yours back i'll send mine back immediately all right bye girls thanks so much bye. and um i hope you enjoy the show let me know let me know what you think Okay, I know we'll enjoy it. Okay. All right. Take care, Tom. Bye, Bye guys. Big Bye. kiss. Bye, Allie. Bye.